0: Can talk about one. you are like we're, okay we're off to the races this is Yvonne and Ralph and we are live at WCI 23 and we've got a group of people with us so this is gonna be a hoot
1: <laughs> so this is gonna be more than a hoot
2: I'm loving this already uh-huh. you should all be here the visual of this is very nice yeah. two people are getting a little we're closer close. there uh, I don't want to call out anyone's name we'll uh, we'll it's a, a professional it relationship yeah. with a doctor I don't know <laughs>
0: So we've got Dr. Geraldine Datz, we've got uh, Jeffrey Adelson, we've got Raphael, as I said, myself, and Stuart Colburn, and we have more on the way, and we've (laughs) left the door cracked, so there's probably going to be sounds and explicatives, and Lord knows what else is going to happen during this podcast. But
2: it's Christy coming back. She said, "Pursuit letter last time, to get some champagne." I just Chrissy, listened to the
0: podcast. Did you hear the pop? I did. Wasn't that amazing? That was, oh, wow. I just,
2: I'd like to in know. The Jen, wasn't
0: in our budget. How come you
2: did not bring champagne like the previous? Well, so did. her.
0: Chrissy was our last podcast of the day yesterday, and so mm. she brought us champagne to finish off the day.
2: She's 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 great. We apparently all suck. <laughs> I, I class,
3: high class, bougie.
0: Now come yes. on Speakers. now. I come we, from a
1: dry state. No. I come from California. It's so, dry. We've had a drought. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Not yesterday. Um, um, you you saved didn't. In the Hello.
2: You may want to phone home.
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god this is already off oh so but we did have dinner last night we had a wonderful dinner all yeah, of us and a few dinner. more people right yes. so Delicious. that was I love that. I can't believe nobody else was there
3: we had no. the whole place to ourselves it was so peaceful and like intimate I love that yeah it wasn't too noisy it was really and nice. I love
0: the music and I mean it was mm-hmm. just the best it was just like the best combination of um everything going on great um ambiance and everything like that so anyway I don't know what we're going to talk about because we talked about a lot of stuff last night, but I just thought it'd be fun. There's always things. To we talk had an about. open slot at 2:30, and so I thought, well, I'm going to fill that slot because it takes a lot of coordinating and effort to get the room, to get the space, to get Mr. Gonzalez here. Oh my god, you have no idea. Yes. So, he's a busy man. Mr.
2: Gonzalez did share with me the first topic uh, he wanted to continue the conversation from the Uber drive last night. although I was Okay, he Uber was not driver. in the car. He was not in the car. He, Yo, he, he he was there. Yes, I he was, was there. He, Were you there? This is yes. what people
3: really want yes. to hear about. He they wa- want to hear about our take on the <laughs> hot issues.
2: So, so, dingers. I want to hear more about these dingers. Mr. Gonzalez? You know, dingers are such an incredible part of our... Workers' compensation industries and it? <laughs> they certainly were last night, I think.
0: Okay. <laughs> Poor Jeff is lost. Jeff is like, what are you people talking about? So it was. In, we were in the car. Stuart was nice enough to bring us back to this hotel because we were at an off-site hotel. And I was talking about our one of our podcast episodes, which happened to be with my new employers who took us to dinner last night. And, of course, of all the podcast episodes of There to Be Any Technical Difficulties, that was the one. And so after I told everybody to turn off their dinger, you know, their bells and whistles on their phone. Oh, that's a dinger. it. <laughs> <well>, maybe. <laughs> well, these guys oh, took it yeah, to a whole different dinger. level. So I said, so the dinger went off once, and then it went off twice. Right. And I'm like, my oh. God, turn off the dinger. And they got, they just ran with it. Well, apparently
2: you were turning on dingers. I mean, it was something last night. I don't know. It <laughs> was
0: after the dinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're saying, well, how many dingers do you have? Because once you get past three, that's out of my league. I don't know. I'm not running with that.
1: (laughs) I used to call them messages.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what we're talking about. I was getting messages, and my dinger, I thought it was off because I put on the Do Not Disturb, and it just... (laughs)
3: <laughs> still there, still dinging.
0: Not now. Not even okay. going there. I was like, no, I was
1: like, not talking about it. Okay. Did you all go but to the keynote? Do not disturb on your dinger. We did. Well, first five minutes or so. <laughs> so. Okay.
0: So I would like. Gerald Did you go to the, I did. the keynote? So what do you think about the keynote? I, I was thought at the, the uh,
3: keynote. Was great.
0: Well, the, which part are you talking about? So. I was at the um, out ideas. I did go to that one. So yes, yes, I was there for
3: that. That was the one I was referring okay. to. Uh, Kimberly and Mark. Yeah. And um, I loved Kimberly's opening statement about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. We've been saying that a while, too. Yeah, we that. all it's have to do that. Little, yeah, You know, mental health, you know, psychology statement. Um, but I just thought that was really provocative. And um, also she kind of wove in right at the beginning about agitators and disruptors right. and that there could be an agitator or disruptive to your re- left or your right. And those would be the people that would make the change Mm -hmm. and that, you know, the comp industry is slow to change. We're sort of really encumbered by all these regulations and rules and the the do's and the don'ts, you know, down to the font. I think she said on posters (laughs) and things. And um, I don't know, that just really got me thinking. It felt really refreshing to have, you know, such a thought leader kind of be so transparent about that.
0: Yeah, and we have been talking about these things for a while, but I think really there's some things happening right now that are accelerating that conversation. So I think it's really nice to recognize that and say that if we don't change, you know, there's change coming. And if you don't get to the point where you can change and you will change, then really soon you're going to be obsolete,
3: I think was the message. That was my takeaway. Yeah,
0: agreed. Because the change is going to happen.
3: Right, yeah. And, you know, I liked also that they focused on that change can seem overwhelming Mm -hmm. at times. And I forget which one of the speakers it was, but he was commenting on like, just pick, you know, a couple of employees or a little project or a couple of, you know, isolated cases and try it with that, you know, and you know, in mental health, we talk about making goals specific and realistic and achievable Mm -hmm. and, and measurable and, and, I think that gets lost when we invite people to change. Like, how do you change? Mm -hmm. And it feels really overwhelming. Like, how do I change a whole company, a whole industry? But it really does start with small steps. And when you see that little change ignite, I think it can be really powerful. That's right. That's right.
0: Well, thanks. Thank you for bringing that up. It was a very good session, and I was glad I was able to make it. Um, So let me go around the table really quick. We don't have a lot of time. But, Gerilyn, what's your number one reason for being here at this conference this time? It's a big conference. We're all super busy. You're super busy. What's your number one goal here?
3: I mean, my number one goal this year is to be educated. I'm not presenting. You know, I'm um, just an attendee, and I've really been gobbling up some really good sessions. I just went to Bill Walton's session on coaching. Mm -hmm. There was a PTSD session. There was a session this morning on um, the science of memory and hmm. eyewitness testimony. So I'm really here to learn this year. Awesome, thank you, Jeff.
1: Um, learn as much as I can, meet as many people as I can, and return home safely. That's a good goal. Talk about
2: specific, measurable. I mean, he met all your requirements <laughs> I right
0: there. And Stuart, how about you?
2: Uh, I am a geek of workers' compensation, so I love all education. Uh, I love going to these classes. Uh, I, I'll go as many to them as I can. I'm, I'm really upset because I want to go to three or four or five, and unfortunately, they're all at the same time. Right, and it's yeah. very rude of them not to put the classes in my schedule <laughs> as opposed to theirs. Uh, but yeah, this uh, I enjoy the classes. I am. You asked a question: What's coming up next, right? And I think right now we're in this mental health moment, and we've been for especially through COVID, and I really am enjoying that because it's something that I think we all talk about. But you talk about what's next, what's going to be agitating things. And although I don't see it on this agenda necessarily, I don't know how you could do it. But how is AI, and I'm not talking about just predictive analytics, I'm not talking about machine learning, I'm talking about true AI, is that going to have an impact? I think the answer is probably yes, but what is that impact going to be? Is it going to be good or bad in the beginning before we get to an intermediate later stages? I would love to hear some thought leaders on that.
0: Well, so that's what they were talking about in the opening session. It was largely about AI technology mm-hmm. and how we are at a point in this industry, we are lagging. Uh, they, talk, they started out by talking about, look, you order your pizza through an app and you track the, where it is. Like you can order it and watch how, how it's progressing to your home and your front door through an app. If we can do that to get your pizza from where it's made to your front door, you know, the same technology can be utilized in the things that we do in comp. And so that's what they were talking about, is if we don't, the, the technology is there, the technology is happening, and with the, with the advancements in like chat GPT and all those types of technology, it's going to start to accelerate at such a pace that it's gonna be difficult to keep up with it. So that's what I was saying earlier. The changes here, those adopters that will be ready to embrace the change, deal with the change, accept the change, move through the change, are gonna be the ones at the front of the, the, where we get to, and the ones that aren't ready to do that are gonna be obsolete.
2: Well, so let's talk about that, because mm-hmm. several conferences ago, we were talking about how the chat box were gonna be there, right? Mm-hmm. And that was gonna be great communication, gonna free up adjusters. Uh, and the people giving the presentation were there, and so some of us asked some questions, okay, once we get past that we really get into machine learning, because that was three years ago. We didn't talk about AI. We talked about machine learning and predictive analytics. And the question was posed, okay, so you can do so many more things, and so the you frees up the adjuster. It, most carriers are simply going to do what? Are they going to lower the case count so the adjusters can work on files? No, they're going to get rid of uh, full-time employees. Well, how do you respond to that? And the speaker said we were asked, not to answer that question.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: There did, was they get, did they get into that today
3: mm-hmm. at all? They talked, I, I felt a little bit of tension on that point because I think one of the comments was, we're not trying to eliminate adjustments. Yeah, I remember them we're talking about that. We're not trying to yeah. eliminate yeah. You know, uh, case managers and we want to free people up so they can be the human that when people call in, they can talk to. And I had two sides of my mind working when that was yeah. brought up. One was, love it, aspirational That's the way it should be. And the other part was practical and history is the best predictor of future behavior. And history has been about making things leaner, you know, making things optimized, cutting costs. And so if they cut, you know, 5,000 adjusters from a company, are they really going to streamline the workload in the ways that they're saying? I think the ideal interpretation of that is take all of these menial Doldrum, right. terrible types of automatable tasks away so that the humans can be human. Right. And we can have someone to listen to. But as you were saying, Stuart, you know, the AI knows how to listen. It's really a, a semantic machine. It's just, you know, language and information from what pre-2021. Jeff, Jeff, what are your thoughts?
1: I don't think that we will ever be human again after AI. And I don't mean that we'll go away, but I think we won't be. And what disturbs me about these conversations I hear, not only here, but other places, is AI, the way it's talked to at conferences and such, it seems to be geared toward making the insurance company's life easier, toward streamlining what they do. Never do I hear how it's going to make it better for the injured worker. That really disturbs me. And...
0: Or the adjuster for that
1: fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. But... Here's what kind of makes me wonder. There are people who want to have that human contact. And then we're moving toward perhaps a generation that doesn't want to have any human contact. So maybe AI is going to do okay with that group because, like, there are people who don't want to talk to you on the phone. Even if they need something, they're going to want to do it all. Hmm. On the computer, they're going to want to watch their pizza delivered. Where right. to me, it causes great stress to watch a pizza go, <laughs> you know, down
2: That's
3: the street. I'm like, talking about personality. Yeah. It yeah. causes yeah.
1: stress. There
2: is a doctor here that can help. <laughs> well, I was going to say.
1: <laughs> so the, with the pizza guy made a left turn, he should have turned right. <laughs> <gotta be> <laughs> That's yeah, a one
2: way street, <laughs> driver. You're in trouble. So,
1: it makes me
0: well, crazy. So with, with doctor so Dots in the room, that is a question that I have struggled with as well. Is there's going to be a, so we're already dealing with increased mental health issues across the board since COVID. And it's not that they weren't there before. It's that it accelerated it because of the isolation, because of the fact that we weren't able to have human interaction, to Jeff's point. So what does that say? Like, have you had time to think through all, you know, in this conversation about AI and where it's taking us with, you know, claims management? What does that say about, The injured worker, if we take even more human interaction away, what does that that mean? What's going to happen?
3: I think you make a really valid point that there are differences between how people want to interact. And I do think that's a plus of AI that particularly when you're injured and vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know, it may help people interact who wouldn't normally and don't want to say something to a human. There have been a number of studies that show that people will sort of confess things a little bit easier. Um, when they're talking, you know, to a, a a chat box as opposed to a person who might be judging them or devaluing them or something of that nature. Um, but I, I think really the idea is that is the integration of the person. One thing we do not do well in comp, and I've heard this a number of times this morning, is any form of listening whatsoever. Yeah. And I do think that Some form of listening, human and, you know, interactive would be a great start. And another thing that we don't do very well is educate. I was just in a session that was talking about education pre and post surgery and managing expectations. And some of those things can be uh, automated. And there are digitized interventions already about educating people about mental health and surgical preparation that have been used in huge medical centers and are actually working and helping so I guess my thought is that I would love to see it work in tandem with the weaknesses of the industry, listening, not educating, you know, being proactive, tailoring, but it has got to include the human. Right. I
2: think you have a very positive outlook on it and I love it and I hope that works. I'm going to be more the realist and say, this is an industry, right? And all industries are going to use a technology that's going to favor the shareholders. It's what's going to happen. All new technologies so far, I say all, there's certainly exceptions. You have a breakout technology, and there are winners, and there are losers. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, it leads to more employment. Like That's what the experts tell us. But there are some people that will not do well, right? Uh, when the car came around, the people who made the horse leather buggies, they didn't do so well in the <laughs> new economy, right? That's right. But it sparked a whole new technology, and, and, it, right. and it really revolutionized stuff. The same thing is going to happen here, right? We're going to be using this technology, but you're going to be using it to save money. There are going to be things, how can we make it better for the injured worker? Absolutely, that will occur. But these are businesses, and they're going to find a way to say, wow, what is our biggest cost recently? Really? Well, we, we keep stealing adjusters, right, from one company to another, because we don't have any good ones. We can't bring in new people, and we're having difficulties with that. And we stopped educating. You talked about educating the patients. We stopped educating adjusters of 2008, right? Mm-hmm. We, we stopped those programs. It's, it's a very different world now. Um, so if you have a problems with educating adjusters and you have this new technology, wow, we can take stuff off the adjuster's desk. That's a good thing, but it's going to be a change, and it's going to be something that we're going to struggle with for a while to see what is the best how do you marry those two things up? Because at the end of the day, what do we really want? Every I mean, We're all biased at this table. Everyone here wants it to be for the injured worker. But there's a group out there that's going to make different decisions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So sure. what do we do with that?
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: I, To some degree, I feel like um, you're right on it. And it's going to be a competitive aspect where there will be some companies that will break out to say we're different than that. We're listening. We're talking to folks, right? So it may be a differentiator in how some companies out there offer these services as compared to. But I think generally, that's what we're going to get. That's kind of the mm-hmm. world that we're all headed into. Well, the I differentiator. Just want to say the differentiator may be the ones that want to buy the product because they're doing it the right way. Yeah. Or wow, we just got rid of a bunch of FTEs. We're dropping premiums by five percent. Right. What do you want, employer? Exactly.
1: And which mm-hmm. one is that going? You know what?
0: Right, so Jeff, you get the last comment on that, and we're going to have to wrap.
1: I'm very curious how AI is going to affect, one, diversity, because maybe AI is able to differentiate between 40 different cultures in Southern California who are all filing different work comp claims with different languages, different expectations, and different backgrounds. I don't know that it's going to work all that well with people who maybe can't even read very well. Mm secondly secondly i forgot okay. oh. <laughs> that's my last word
0: well listen you know, this is a, we had a fascinating conversation last night yeah. at dinner this is another fascinating conversation that i know so we could good. go for hours and talk about but and we will get get back to it at some point i know but thank you all so much for being here today and participating in our little fun project live podcasting at wci 2023 love what do you it. say ralph Hasta luego. luego. Hasta luego. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank
1: you. Well, now I remember.
0: Jeff, okay, Jeff remembered what he forgot. Go ahead, Jeff. (laughs)
1: This happens. (laughs) I'm very curious as to how AI is going to affect the small business holder, owner, Uh, people with seven, eight employees who now buy their work comp insurance online and won't know what to do, and how. How well they'll actually do and how they'll deliver information to their own employees through the use of AI.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Geraldine. Thank you, Stuart. And that's a wrap. You guys are awesome.